Hey, and welcome to our last Dentistry Unmasked of the Year. I'm Pam Maragliano-Muniz, and with me, as always... David Rice, Pam. This feels like an epic episode for us. It is. It's the end of the year, and I know we launched in July, but a lot's happened this year, and I'm excited for us to just kind of like lay it out there. All the good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. What happened this year? I mean, a lot has. Let's start with the ugly. No. Oh, okay. What was the ugly? Oh, I don't know. I don't really have ugly, I don't think. Well, we've seen kind of the takedown of a notorious dentist who, you know, yes. a lot of dentists were, you know, ruffles ruffles the feathers of a lot of dentists because of what they see on social media and what they've seen in videos and what they saw on maybe an Instagram live. And sometimes it's nice to see ethics prevail. I like that. And I felt like we had a number of episodes since July where integrity was like a theme, even though it might've been about a restorative topic or something cosmetic or even social media itself, but integrity really like shined through. So I think that ugly was a big win for me. I think it was a big win for dentistry and probably for patients. Mm. Maybe less people getting hurt. Yeah, that's always a good thing. Yeah. We don't need to put crowns on all the teeth all the time, I don't think. And I also think that identifying what the problem is and addressing the problem and not using another specialty to cover up that problem. You know, like instead of having, you know, say somebody's got a lot of crowding, Maybe it's better to consider orthodontics instead of plucking the teeth that are happen to be in the way. You know, something like that, yeah. for example. That little thing called interdisciplinary care. Comprehensive care. Huh. We've been, we've been doing that dentistry for a few years, haven't we? I know. You'd think it would be tried and true, but I think just like anybody else and just like everywhere else, and even patients sometimes are seeking something faster, something cheaper, something, you know, maybe isn't as good or won't last as long, but will get them to the result you know, for a wedding or for an event or for something. And as a result, you know, there's something for everybody out there. So there's dentists that will cut a corner. There's mm -hmm. dentists that will undercut the price. <laughs> dentists that will, whatever. I mean, it's out there. And so, and sometimes that there's a market for that, unfortunately. I mean, I don't really jive with that, but I mean, there's people that do. Yeah. And I think that it's nice to see dentists band together. I think there's a lot of dentist on dentist hate. And it's nice to see dentists kind of having a consensus of, yeah, this isn't cool. And it's nice to see people who, you know, who are hurting people, maybe not being able to do that. I, I think that was a great win for all of dentistry. And you're right. People did band together. And I think for the most part, they did it pretty positively. You know, they really came from a good place. And I, I also like that there was a TikTok star who, who I think really blew that whole thing up. So it was a cool kind of union of patience and our profession. It's amazing how just your average person can investigate a topic. <laughs> it doesn't have to be on the ID channel anymore? No, I guess not. So, hmm. no, so that was an ugly that for was the an year. Ugly. Um, so I think that was definitely a thing. Yeah. How about wins? How about like great? Hello, our podcast. That's a, a big deal. I mean, for me, at least, I feel like this has been a big deal. I love working with you, so it's kind of something we have to do on, on the regular. But I think yep. it's it's certainly been fun, and we've had a lot of projects associated with it. So, and I'm grateful 
to our listeners. And I think it's amazing that people tune in to us every week. And so thanks, everybody. Like, yeah. Really making our year. I mean, it's a really special year, I think. It's an incredible year. I, I knew, I was so green. I knew, really knew nothing about podcasts. I mean, do shoot a lot of videos, but this is a totally different world. We've, we've had some unbelievable guests come on. And, and I don't know, 29 years in, I feel like I learned so much from the people we brought on. And I appreciated their um, candor, I, I think was one of my favorite things. Same. You mentioned you were green, and then all of a sudden I had to look down, and I was like, did I turn this thing on? <laughs> <laughs> Is the button green? Yeah, no. We're good. We're well, recording. it's funny. I mean, same. I don't know anything about podcasting. I certainly don't know anything about audio quality, and I can't get over Andrew's eagle ears. I don't even know what else to call them. He can hear something, and he's like, does it sound like this, or does it sound like that? Oh, they're so different. He's, and I'm like, yeah. they're not different. I he, can't hear. He's so amazing. All right, we're giving you a shout-out, Andrew Johnson, because you not only have eagle ears, but you really put all this together and made this simple as it could possibly be for us. I know. I feel like I would never classify myself as this until now. I could be like herding cats sometimes. I'm with you. I'm not like uh, the I-dotter or T-crosser at all, (laughs) which is bizarre because we're dentists, so we have to do that with patients. But get me out of that, that treatment room and... I could be a hot mess. Oh, yeah. No, I can't even walk and chew gum with podcasts. So <laughs> He's very kind. Just so you all know, Andrew's very kind when he gently reminds us of things that need to have happened a day or two or a week ago. Absolutely. So, no, I think that was a big one. What about for Dentistry IQ? Any, I mean, you guys are killing it on social. I'll tell you, I think my favorite thing for Dentistry IQ is really kind of honing in on an identity and bringing more clinical elements to the table. I think for, for a long time, and, and rightly so, you know, dental economics is, is like our flagship. Like you're our poster child, which is so cool for scary. me to say. No, it's not <laughs> scary at all. It's awesome. Um, so it's kind of fun, I think, to flesh out like who is Dentistry IQ and how can we work operate in a parallel lane to dental economics so we're we're helping each other but we're not like repeating things and and that whole game so i i love that the team's amazing i've got to say like it's so easy to send an email a text or pick up the phone and call somebody get get stuff done and the the volume of work that goes on behind the scenes so we can keep putting out great content is like you know if you're if you're watching or listening to this like don't underestimate what this team does to to cultivate great content, it's not an easy job. How about how about DE? You know, same. It's funny that you mentioned that. And I think as an end user or a listener or somebody who subscribes to our e-newsletters, what you've done with Dentistry IQ has kind of made us in our own lanes. So I think DE, there's some overlap, of course, because there'll always be some clinical content in DE and sure. science and tech and technology and that kind of thing. But we've it's kind of purified our lanes a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So there's a topic or a content that's like, ah, it's really, it really falls more into DE or something that's like, you know what? It really should be in Dentistry IQ. And I think it's almost made us, you know, have a more defined lane, which means for you that you, you really maybe should subscribe to everything because it's all different. Totally, totally. And also when you do subscribe to everything, you can know what you're going to find when you get there. So if you're in the mood 
for one topic versus another, you'll know where to go, and, and it'll take you less time to, to, to subscribe to both. Well, then we got this little thing called RDH Magazine that we don't really do a ton with, but we sure have some good friends who do. We certainly do. And, you know, again, it's for everybody. You know, so you're, just as, you know, as dentists, we should be following different publications and following trends and technologies that are out there. Dental hygienists should too. So if you're a dentist listening in, what a cool thing, I mean, gift if you will. If yeah. you subscribe your office or your hygienist to RDH Magazine, they would be so thrilled to get that. I mean, what a cool place in one place to get the latest information. I agree. And I will tell you, I went to RDH Under One Roof for the first time three years ago, and I was blown away. So much so that, um, I mean, you know, we run around like crazy people. So sometimes we have to be selective and choose what meetings to hit. And maybe we don't go to them every single year. But that is a meeting on my calendar. That is an annual thing. So if you're a hygienist listening or a dentist listening who who actually remotely likes your hygienist or hygienist, like you need to get them there because the, the education that happens is, is top notch, but even better than that, like the energy for that entire event from go to finish is, it's like nothing I've ever seen at any other dental meeting. Well, I think that with dental meetings, there's so many of them and there's some, some are better than others. Some have great energy, some have, you know, not as great energy, some have really great attendance and engagement, some don't. But there's so many of them. Yeah. I don't think RDH Under One Roof has any real competition. Good it great. is a huge conference. Everybody's psyched to be there. It's almost like hygienists got a vacation from their dentist. But there's learning, but there's opportunities for engagement and networking and collaboration and fun. Yeah. And it's always in a great location. So if, you know, here we are in, you know, the end of the year, if you're like, you know, if I want to think about something to do, you know, for my hygienist, with my hygienist, whatever next year, consider RDH under one roof. It's, it certainly will not disappoint. That's for sure. No. And, and just, you know, FYI, like consider it ASAP because that thing's going to be sold out by February. It sells out every year. It sells out early. And can I share a great from that meeting? Yeah. So I got to do this year, um, I got to run the new product presentation. We did it two days in a row. It was virtually a half day each time. And it's, it's like speed dating all these tech companies so you can see all the stuff that's out there. And then you get exposed to it without any pressure from a salesperson who's trying to pitch you. It literally is... Uh, the coolest thing I, I got to be a part of at that, that event this year was awesome. I think we had 400 seats and at least 80 people sitting on the floor. So next year, I know they've slated us for 500 in the room. Pretty exciting. Extremely exciting. The year's flown by, and I think from a publication standpoint, we've all had a great year. What about you personally? Hmm. Okay. I wrote a book. I know. Yeah. That was really fun. It's exciting. So yeah, I wrote a book. Is everyone smiling but you? Thankfully, people like it. So it's flying off the shelves on Amazon. I apologize if you order a hard copy. You might actually have to wait like 10 days from Amazon, which is a shocking thing because we're used to next day delivery. But I'm grateful that uh, people like it. We're going to do a book signing here. So that's kind of fun. That is amazing. Congrats. Thank you. The and book is amazing. I read it. Thank you. And it's, it's a great book. And it's also, so it's a great book regardless. It's like a... You could buy it today. You could buy it 
you know, when you're ready or you could yeah. buy it in the summer, whatever. But it's kind of, you know, here we are at the end of the year. And I think this book sets you up for an amazing year ahead. Wouldn't you say? I think so, too. Turns out we launched it this time of the year on purpose so you could set yourself up for a next year in a great 2024. But I love it. I'm really proud of it. It was a, it was a labor of love for sure. And um, it's only doing so well thanks to you and lots of friends who took the time to read it in advance and tell me what parts were stinky and needed to be changed. And I didn't do that, but I feel, <laughs> I mean, I did read it a little bit, and it, but I got a snippet. So I didn't get the whole book. I just got a snippet initially. I, I gave you like the best page. It's, yeah. it's sort of like the movie trailer. And then you go watch the movie and you're like, that was not funny at all. Exactly. Everything was in the trailer. Exactly. But no, the book is fantastic. <laughs> so I think that's a huge thing. I mean, okay. So let's talk about a book. Yeah. How long does it take? So when did you think of like, oh, you know what? I wake up in the morning and I need to do something interesting. Maybe I'll write a book. How, how does, like, what timeline is, are you at that point to hear you are talking about, wow, it's available on Amazon and you have to wait 10 days? Yeah. So uh, I knew I wanted to write a book about five years ago. I just knew I needed to have the time. And there's different ways to do it. So you can write a book all on your own and self-publish from A to Z. I'm a, for those of you who know me, like I'm a total team guy and I'm also, a, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at. So I worked with the team and I would say from first call with the team to book being ready to move forward was eight months. And then from there it became, how do we have a strategy for launch? How do we build a plan? How do we create the website? How do we build the social media? And you, know, you don't think about any of those things. And I know some people probably just write a book and say like, oh, I'm writing a book, that's great. But for me, I'm like, okay, the book has to lead somewhere. And call it a year and a half. But that's a year and a half of diligent work. I would imagine yeah. that people could drag this out for way longer. Oh, it was, so we, um, you know me, I'm a scheduler. So I scheduled uh, a one hour meeting every week for seven months. And then I scheduled another 90-minute block every week to go back and kind of review things and take next steps and figure out what I liked and what I didn't like and, and this whole back-end process of what's, what's happening out there today. So it was, yeah, call it three-ish hours a week for seven solid months. And that's because you're disciplined. I force myself to be disciplined. I'm not inherently disciplined, people, but I, I knew if it was going to work, I had to become disciplined for it. Much like you, right? So think about like you're speaking all over the world at these places. I just saw you speak in LA, which was phenomenal, by the way. Thank you. And like, you know, like what, what kind of preparation goes into that? I mean, I know a lot of you out there like think you want to be on the stage one day or create videos one day. And, and that's a thing. So I should probably with Abdullah shoot a video of like, reality versus <laughs> what people think is going on. Yes. Because people are like, wow, you do so much. And how do you do all the things? And I'm like, man, you should see me like hair in a bun. I've got like a puppy on my foot, another one on my lap, like a cat on my arm and trying to put a presentation together. And, yep. you know, it's just um, you just do it. You just do it. And when you are off from, you know, I feel like I'm either on or I'm off. So I tend to go on vacations where... I get to shut it down. Ooh, I like that. Because I have to. I feel like it's the only time when I'm like, all right, I have to force myself to not check email and that kind of thing. Because otherwise, you can really like 
get sucked into a whole you know, work life forever and, and not have balance. So I like that a lot because I think a lot of us lean too heavy into our work world and that's where this whole burnout thing happens. So how, do, let's talk about great. You, you had a, like a great year. You did some cool traveling. I did, and I was going to challenge you for next year, Thank maybe, you. to uh, <laughs> take a lesson from my playbook yeah. here. Yes. So, no, I ever since, really, I took on the role at DE, maybe a little bit before, I said, you know what, with the practice and my, you know, my side hustles, you know, with the magazines and publications, I do need to shut it down sometimes. Yeah. And so it started, I went to Alaska, and, and prior to that, actually... Um, he was a guest. He's like one of my favorite people, best friends, Brian Novi. He organizes a trip to Idaho, which is a shutdown trip you know, Ooh, once a year. Okay. Uh, river trip, super fun. So I've done that with him a couple of times. Nice. And I got a taste of the, you know, shutting it down is a nice thing. Uh, Rich and I went to Alaska, which was, again, wonderful and a little hard. I mean, it takes me a couple of days to just like step away from the email and, and not feel bad about it. And then all of a sudden, you have no internet and you have no option to yeah. get your email. And then you're like, well, well you yeah. know what? We got to just enjoy what's outside and do that kind of thing. So this year was an amazing year. I did do a fun trip that was a work trip. I went to Brazil Ooh. and I got to watch Newton Fall and Pascal Manier and uh, Didier Dici and some really amazing restorative people lecture. And we took a little time for fun. So I love that. This year we went to the Galapagos. On my list. Oh my gosh, it should be on everybody's list. It is literally the relationship that humans should have with animals. And it's just a really special trip if you love the outdoors and nature and animals and time off and snorkeling and whatever. Um, super fun. But I feel like I'd need that at least once a year. So yeah. I haven't decided what we're going to do. We're going to the Philippines next year with Andrew. That's kind of a Mission trip slash vacation, so a little taste of dental in there too, but yeah. definitely new scenery for me, which I'll love. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure what our. Uh, That's end of a the short year. flight, right? Super fast flight. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> okay, because it's technically a work trip, I decided to cheap out on it. Okay. And so normally I don't cheap out on it. And um, Rich and my travel guy, they know that like I need to have a lay down seat. I'm a diva on a plane. I don't know why. I just like to, I love a long flight as long as I'm comfortable. So we decided, we signed, so to, to save money, I got the cheapest seats, but they're still good seats. Okay. Like they're equivalent of like first class, like they lean back and you have like a little footrest, but they don't have a lay down bed. Okay. But we're taking the world's longest flight. I like that. So basically New York to Singapore, 18 hours. They say it's the world's longest flight and somehow they assure me I'm going to love it. That makes you like Amelia Earhart in some ways. I don't know. I honestly, I, I just have to keep remembering how little it cost me. And I just have to just, you know, <laughs> that, that, was my, that was my priority. So even if I get tired and I'm a little agitated and I'm not the nicest wife in that moment, I have to remember <laughs> that I made that choice. So, but I'm sure once I get there, I'm going to forget about the flight. That's oh, going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. You guys will do really good things there. Plus, I like immersing myself in a different culture and... Living like a local. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So seeing different islands. I know. Um, I don't even know exactly what we're doing, but I know it'll be great. I know Andrew said there's like so many islands out there that I had no idea. I'm like, wow, where was I during like history and geography? I don't know. I, it's a miracle I even passed it. 
I get lost out of my driveway, so that could be a thing too. Yeah, no, I I tell people. I know teeth really well, yeah. and I can spot a breed of a dog. That's probably my superpower. I can pretty much tell any do- like any breed of a dog, even if it's a weird, obscure one, because I used to study dogs as a kid. But outside of that, all bets are off. That feels like a cool um, amusement park skill, though. People, families come up with their dog, and you just like belt it out. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not like a doggy DNA person. Like, don't bring me a rescue, and I'll be like, that's 40% Jack Russell. <laughs> no, no, no. But no, like... Generally, I can be like, oh, that's a whatever. And yeah. I, can, I can tell and be like, oh, it's a Portuguese water dog. And oh, that's a Newfoundland or whatever. So there's a lot. There's a lot. Most definitely. There's a lot. So no, it's good. And every year during the dog show at Thanksgiving, I always try to make sure I know Tune anything in. new. Absolutely. Can you spot the winner? No, I can't because I'm biased. Okay. Because Cavaliers should win every year. Of course. Well, of course they should. Absolutely. They don't put Huskies in dog shows. Why? Well, they have, they're, they're strong-willed. So maybe if they want to run instead of trot or trot instead of walk, and if there's an obstacle and they don't feel like doing it, they probably won't do it. But that's the comic relief. That's the best part. There was okay. a bulldog that was like, had his big happy face on his big fat smile and his tongue's hanging out and he didn't want to do anything. <laughs> And I was like, I love that dog. Like, that's my kind of dog. I love him. So you're saying Anastasia and I need to bring Gibbs to a dog show as the sideshow. Absolutely. He would be fun. He's always happy. He's always smiling. Absolutely. All right. I'm going to put that on the list. I love that. Of of family rice pack things to do, as Anastasia calls it. Rice pack. Well, I think rice pack needs to go on a vacation. Rice Rice pack pack works too hard. Rice pack works real hard. But... uh, yeah, we have a road trip planned. We don't know what dates we're going to go, but we, so we actually found a direct flight from Tampa to Salt Lake City. So we can fly Anastasia Gibbs and I there. And then our plan is over two weeks to do like all, not all, but hit a bunch of the national parks and just hike and walk and like you said, totally unplug. So that's the plan. We promised each other we'd be picking dates next week so will you hold me accountable i'm going to hold you accountable all right i am because all right i'm just gonna say it i've heard about this trip for a few months now listen i've been hearing about this trip for three years i finally convinced anastasia i'm like we can't drive across the country we have to be able to take a direct flight and fly there and then we can drive around so we figured that piece out thank you delta airlines for opening that flight route up nice well, I look forward to hearing when that's going to be. We'll send you, we'll send uh, lots of pics over. Absolutely. And I'm still trying to stalk my neighbor. So I have a neighbor who's got two beautiful Siberian Huskies, <laughs> but they're not really, like the dogs are probably great, but the neighbor's not that friendly. Sure. So I was telling David that they're amazing because they walk so beautifully down the street together. Like they just walk and they're just so well behaved. And I... I'm taking my two dogs outside, and I look like a freak show. Like, my one is over there, somebody's over It's, like, crazy. Yeah. And so David was saying how Anastasia would love a second one, and I was like, I'm going to snare a picture of these two. But I feel so weird trying to take a picture of a stranger that doesn't like me. <laughs> but I'm still going to do that. You know, if you pull that off and that you're not a stalker, then for all of you who do stalk people. You could just say you're taking a picture of their dog and it'll be fine. For your friend who wants it. <laughs> for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> These photos are not for me or my secret room of you. 
Exactly. <laughs> Serve a dog for a friend. That seems totally reasonable to me. Totally normal. So it'll happen. I'll post it. I like it. It'll be weird, but I'll do it. I like it. Yeah. Well, do you have anything like wrapping up the year? Anything? Are you just like unplugging at all? Um, I'm going to take some time during the week between Christmas and New Year's. The office is closed. And so not doing anything crazy, just hanging out with the puppies and my husband. And honestly, we hit our financial goal this year. Good for you. So um, I wasn't sure if it would happen because it was a little lofty. And um, they did it. So, you know, I'm really proud of my team. So I'm trying to think of, you know, I know, like we do Christmas bonuses every year, but I'm trying to think of some other things that I'd like to do. And next year... There's some work anniversaries coming up, so I'm trying to think on that. And I tend to do best when I have time to think. So I think I'll be thinking if you'll, you know, I know it sounds a little boring, but no. I will be doing some thinking and It's planning. so good. It's so much easier to, like, quarterback the situation when you can step away from it and look at it from the outside. It's really hard to be a dentist and a leader slash a, you know, shoulder to cry on for people and, and make it all happen. So I love that thinking time. And I love that you I love the concept of saying, hey team, we did an amazing job together. So we're going to shut this thing down and we're all going to enjoy our families and our friends and, you know, great job. That's, I think it's easy for us to fall into the trap of, oh, we did this great, but what if we got a little higher? You know what? Set that new goal for next year. Yeah, we're setting it. And, um, you know, I think that we're a little arbitrary on how we send it, so I think we're going to be a little bit more mindful on how we set it and you know try to do the same thing again next year, but I a little it. bit a little bit better. So I don't know, we'll see. How about you? I am so grateful to be able to be home literally after this meeting. I've got three clinical days and then I'm finished till maybe the second week of January. Whoa. Yes. So uh, hopefully um, Anastasia will still love me after being home for three straight weeks. <laughs> I think she'll manage. <laughs> I think she'll be okay. Are you a New Year's resolution guy? You know what? I'm not a New Year's resolution guy, but I am a goal setter for sure. Are you? Do you set resolutions? Not really. Same. You know, there's things I'd like to see happen. Obviously, there's health goals and, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Um, there's also travel goals. Ooh. I'm trying to not travel as much so i like that goal i've already screwed it up for oh my god sorry (laughs) just a friend just walked by and i'm like a squirrel like (laughs) (laughs) we didn't chase that was good i did not um but no so yeah so i already screwed it up for january but i'm thinking maybe twice a month okay i know that i know it sounds like a lot to some people but that would actually be amazing for me so um, I think I'm going to try to limit. We'll see how. I don't know if that goal will happen, but that's a that's my my thoughts going into the year. That's a phenomenal goal. That's that's actually this is going to sound so weird to you. That's my 2025 goal. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I know myself for 2024. Me traveling probably the same amount as I did this year, but uh, 2025. Yep, twice a month max. Like I said, we'll see. I don't. I'm not. I'm I'm not great at saying no to things because you know what? I love dentistry. I love what I do, and I love the energy and being around people and being with my friends and yeah. doing those things. So when something comes up, it's truly hard to say no. Yeah, right. If this is work, work's not so bad. No, it most definitely isn't. So I don't know. I think that's kind of our time. I like it. And I just, 
I'm just so great. You know, this is the time of year you think back and you think about, you know, what's happened this year and, you know, just with some gratitude. And I'm just, I'm grateful for our podcast. I'm Me grateful too. for you. And Me too. I'm grateful for everybody who's out there and tunes into us. I mean, that's just really amazing. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Well, happy holidays. And we can't wait to give you a really cool lineup of people next year. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Don't forget to review us. If you don't like us, we don't want to know. So <laughs> happy holidays, and we'll see you next year. Thank you, everyone, for watching or listening to the show this week. And thanks to our guests and sponsors on this episode. Please check out our social media at Dr. Pamela underscore Maragliano and at Dental Economics Official. Or you can check me out at Ignite DDS or at Dr. David Rice. And go to dentaleconomics.com to receive dental economics. You can choose to receive DE in print or digitally, and you can also get the details of our Principles of Practice Management Conference on our website. If you have topics or guests or anything you'd like to talk about on the show, send us an email to dentistryunmaskedpodcast at gmail.com, and we will do our very best to make it happen. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.